0: Instruction, golf business, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. So here we go. Here we go with another episode of the Flagstick Podcast presented by TaylorMade with Stealth. Uh, they have pushed past the limits of titanium and introduced the world to the carbon wood age. So, how far are they willing to take it? Way past far and into forgiveness. Introducing the all new Stealth 2 Plus, combining elements of speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to learn more. Uh, as always, we want to make sure that you are following across all social media networks Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok uh subscribing on spotify audible google podcast apple podcast and as always we encourage you to check us out on youtube um there's a lot of cool stuff happening there now plus uh obviously the uh, ask flag stick feature that we introduced on social media uh those things are all posted up there as well so um you got to get there and check that out uh Click the uh, notification bell and make sure that you never miss a single episode. Uh, we have already begun adding some great uh, new stuff there, and uh, some contests are coming soon. I gotcha. promise. <laughs> I promise. Well, it's super, super stupid wet. Yeah. And it's not making the uh, golf courses terribly happy, especially as how hard they work to get open uh, as early as they did get open and then to have the, the, the bomb of uh, of wet weather dropped upon us is kind of sucking.
1: Yeah, all but... through uh, northeastern U.S. and obviously up here into, into Canada and the eastern part of Canada. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of rain in the last little while. In fact, you know, it's yeah, it's good to see some golf courses getting back open. A lot of them are walking only. But um, when you see golf courses, calling it the night before and saying hey we're going to be closed for the next at least a day and a number of them were two days um that's definitely a problem but like you said at least it's early in the year it was early in the week looks like it's shaping up nicely as we head into the weekend and the weather is making a little bit of a turnaround here so people can get back out to the golf course and and get back to their happy place
0: exactly and if you have to walk and you can't take a cart because the course says it's too wet then just zip it well, Zip yeah. I mean, some just, people
1: some people can't walk. I mean, we have to understand that. And, and there'll and, be
0: uh, provisions made for those people, I'm sure. But if it's yeah. just a case that you don't want to walk, yeah, you know, come on, you want to play, you want to walk, you yeah. want to ride. I mean, well,
1: it's kind of like the weather, right? Like you, I mean, you know, if it's not nice out, but you know, it's not snowing, you know, and you really want to play, you just suck it up and play. And yeah. I, I know that we'll get into it. I, I got a chance to play a couple times this weekend. And <laughs> Less than ideal weather. Let's just say that. Um, But we'll get that. But you know what? You you play anyways. And I mean, you you just granted it's an outdoor
0: sport. People, one hundred (laughs) percent. It's an outdoor sport. I mean, we may we may joke about soccer at some point. You know, sometimes about how they uh, they tend to fall and get injured very easily. But the one thing about soccer that I've always noticed is that those people play unless there's lightning bolts shooting down around them. They play in everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. 100%. So they may be soft yeah. when it comes to getting kicked in the shin, but they're yeah. not soft when it comes to playing the playing the game outdoors. They play. Like, really not. Same with football. Yeah. Um, so what do we got going on this well, week? Well, got, we, got, uh, uh, we do have a here. great show. Um, we got some talk uh, discussions about – we had a big announcement, a big announcement that we're mm, going to jump off the top finally. with. Uh, the RBC Canadian Open, uh, you were up there for the media day. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Golf Ontario Hall of Fame uh in the front nine and in the back 9 we're going to spend a little time with sam mcphail is the executive director of golf pei golf pei big partners of ours and from a marketing perspective and a number of other things finally had the opportunity to sit down with sam you did and Mm -hmm. uh and uh, get a little bit more insight as to uh some of the things that go on with the golf pei but we got a lot to get off the top in the front nine so let's get to that presented by metcalf golf club a natural setting a pleasant challenge um golf season's here it's not around the corner it's here but you still want to make sure that you're saving on golf this season so make sure that you buy a membership if one's available join a league or purchase some game packs and get ready to hit the first tee visit metcalfgolf.com to shop for those now and to book tee times um okay let's get this in we've been hinting (laughs) at the fact that we had an announcement about another event we've been hinting hinting at it hinting at it hinting at it and look when you're when you're organizing an event there are a lot of I's to dot and T's Mm -hmm. to cross before you can just say, okay, we're going to do this event. And then you end up with people calling and going, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? So we had to solidify some sponsorship. There's a way that we run events. There's a, there's a, there's a a format that we like to, to maintain and we like to make sure that we follow that format to a T as best we can. So, We've got all those. There's still a few background details to deal with, but it's not going to inhibit us from from running the event. So the big announcement is the Flagstick Shootout at Smuggler's Glen Golf Course is back. It's back. It is back. That's that's the the big headline. It's back. The Flagstick Shootout will be July 15th and 16th, two-day event, limited field, no flights. 72 players only returning to its roots of what it was before we uh, we stopped running that event at Smugglers. Um, and uh, registration for that event will be open starting next week. Now, what day next week? I can't pin it down. I would say probably Monday, uh, maybe Sunday night. Yep. I just have to get uh, some pages up, uh, get some stuff set up with Golf Genius for registration to make sure that everything's good there. I can announce that we have partnered with Cobra Puma Golf this year um, as our uh, our main presenting sponsor uh that will be providing us with uh the uh, the things that you win and the things that you get let's call it mm-hmm. that yeah. and it's going to be a pretty cool registration package from uh from Cobra Puma Golf this year um as it is with every event that we run you always get some really cool stuff you're you're, you're a winner before you even tee off uh, Got on july 15th so yeah um and we should uh,
1: say how this sort of works because you know as you said uh, invitation only a little different than the flagstick open where yes. obviously you just sign up and get in there why don't you go through the logistics of that a little bit
0: okay so the logistics of it are this uh, you will go to through golf genius uh, registration the way we do for the flagstick open you'll register um you'll fill out all the information that is needed you will you will pay. Uh, for uh, for a spot, and uh, then we will um, – it's not a first 42 or a first 72 in. Um, so if you're thinking that as a – and it's not all based on index either. We have to say no. that that. Just because we're not going to take the 72 best indexes, so don't think that you're going to fudge your index just to get in because most of the really good golfers that will participate in this event, we know who you are. Yeah. So if you're – going to try to you know hoodwink us we put, guess the in, <laughs> index to yeah. a three when you're actually a 15 yeah chances are pretty likely that we'll know yeah um, and, and, and you the won't criteria get
1: it. yeah and the criteria i mean if we look at what we've done in the past you know we have a committee and obviously we go through the applications and choose we look at you know players that are obviously playing in tournaments um you know their appearances in those tournaments their level of play in those Uh, so forth we should say you know in the in years past you know we've had players come from as far as florida ohio michigan to play in this event and obviously with travel restrictions gone now we're hoping that we see some of those players return um we're also going to have a little bit of an exemption based
0: on our flagstick open i believe as well yes the um the winner um well not the not just the winner well the winner uh, yeah, we're doing so the, winner, the winner will get in automatically now. The yeah. winner will have to pay to play. Yeah, of it's course. No freebies, it's just,
1: a, but it's just, just an invite.
0: Yeah, it's the winner will get an automatic invitation uh, into the flagstick shootout in July. So if you win the flagstick open, then yeah, you're going to get an automatic invitation and an automatic spot if you accept the invitation. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of an exemption. And then like the shootout in the past, we'll do... Those that finish in the top ten, um, I think we did the top ten, um, will be invited back in the the next year. So you'll be yeah. you'll get your spot in the in the six shootout the following year. Um, again, you still going not have to pay yeah. for your spot, but you'll get an exemption to uh, to an invitation. Uh, that you can accept or decline. If you accept yeah. it, then you're in. You don't have to go through the uh, the selection process uh, yeah. a second time.
1: And, and obviously, if you play well in the Flagstick Open, um, you know, and you're one of the top, you're get some significant stuff there, consideration. Right? Yeah, there's so. some significant consideration there as well. And then obviously, yeah, we'll 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 look at that as far as going forward and, yeah. and demand and so forth. But uh, yeah, excited to do that opportunity. Mm. I mean, yes. uh, as you say, as far as the date, uh, it fits in well. We've looked at a lot of the other events that are happening. Happening around the province um you know so there's a minimal level of conflicts we know some people will always have some conflicts uh you know with whatever different types of qualifying and things whatever but we worked hard to get a date that you know was as strong as possible as far as to give people the option. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, players are back from college for an example. Um, so there's, there's some, you know, considerations that we took in as far as the, uh, the date there as well. Um, you know, people have been looking for that competitive opportunity. Those.
0: Extra yeah. And we were looking for something to fill, um, to, to add to our, our event list. Uh, yeah. We're always looking, but we, as always, we're trying to look for uniqueness. So right. um it's not unique to have an event that doesn't have uh that doesn't have no, flights but, and stuff. That's not unique. And it's not unique we have, that we've never done it but before. But we have but three different formats. Exactly. For we events. have the Flagstick yeah. open which is open to all. Four yeah. flights. You get divided up once you register. There's no limitations. It's first come first serve everybody's and it's a great event happening on an awesome golf course. Then we've had then we introduced the two ball last year. Yep, that brought different type event, team event in the fall, um stableford, um uh, combined stableford point system, you know, very different again and and you know and I should mention that that one is is sponsored by uh um Cleveland Uh, Rickson. uh yep. so and now this one in the middle of it all, in the middle of the summer, uh again back at a venue that we've had it at before, an event yeah. that we've done before, but but we had a lot of interest in this so there's it's a no flight. Yeah. Um so if you ask, I'm a 10 handicap. Am I going to have a shot at getting in? Yes. you have a shot at getting in. I'm not saying that you will. I'm just saying that just because you're not a four, the thing Mm -hmm. is you can get in play. How are you going to do? There's going to be a lot of players in that field that are strong, very strong, (laughs) Uh, but it's an experience. And then you go out there and we had guys that were eight, 10 handicaps back when the shootout was happening before that were like getting into the top 15, Mm -hmm. which is when we were exempting last, last time. So you know, it's, it's possible to play your way into the top 15, not necessarily to win. Right. Yeah. So that you can True. get in again. So anyway, very excited that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Registration will open next week and, and yes, you register, you pay. If I get a hundred registrations and everybody's paid, we'll select the 72 players and you'll get your money back. If you didn't get in yeah. or you'll get wait listed. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll go from there, you know, we go from there. So, It's just the way we have to do it because we have to have a commitment from you. You can't just register and then, you know, we have to, you have to name in there. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So very excited about that. Uh, Thanks to the sponsor that has come on board with, uh, with Cobra Puma. And uh, and thanks to all our sponsors, obviously TaylorMade is a huge sponsor of ours with the Flagstick Open and of the show uh, right now. Well, yep. Adidas, like they've been great. Uh, we're all we're set for the Flagstick Open right now. So let's just yep. understand that we're announcing this. The registration is mm-hmm. going to open. The flagstick Open is happening later this month. Yep, exactly. Uh, and we're set. Boxes yep. are in the garage, baby. <laughs> the backpack <laughs> showed up. Yes, backpacks. The hats yes. are here. The, the shirts are here. The head covers are in my office here. The water yep. bottle, like it's. The golf balls, everything's actually, here, ready to go.
1: I was actually talking to Jeffrey Feltrin from uh, Adidas uh, just the other day, uh, general manager at, at Adidas Golf, and, and uh, you know, super excited. You know, here's the thing. The industry loves this stuff because – you know, from a partnership standpoint, they like outreach to the golfers that are out there in the community. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why these partners get involved and they also see how we run the the tournaments. And, you know, I'm not not trying to stroke our egos and stuff here, but, you know, we go to an nth degree to try to make sure it's a great experience 100%. for the golfers. and And this is why we've had so many people over the years talk about the shootout and man oh man we love the shootout including the team at, at smugglers which yeah. you know we should say you know they were very enthusiastic about having us return and we've been talking about it literally for years now yes. about yeah. going back there it took a
0: long time because of yeah. covid and all that stuff too yeah. it took a long time for um you know for for jason uh and, Voice, and, yeah. and Boyce and i to kind of you know get together on this and chris seal was on board with this yeah. and and Dave Seal and like these they're they they wanted this event to come back yeah. um and uh, we just weren't able to do it and now you know we've got our we got our ducks in a row it everything looks good we're bringing it back and i expect that this is not going to take very long to get the registration filled up so let's say I, when i do open the registration when that announcement comes out on all across our social media network and on the website like i encourage you do not wait yeah. because yeah, it will fill up yeah, and we're gonna have to end up
1: setting a, a cutoff time because yep, obviously our committee has to meet, uh, determine who's going to be in the field and give the opportunity for those people yep. obviously to make sure that they're they're in. Uh so yeah, don't hesitate if you want to get in here. And you know what? The course, as always, is gonna be in amazing shape. If somebody hasn't visited there before, you know, just go to their website and look mm-hmm. at the flyovers and you'll understand why players love to come to this golf course. And yeah. you know, in the past, we had players from all the way up to you know, guys that were the number one amateur in Canada playing, not not always successfully, uh, but we had great players uh, that were playing in this tournament and they were coming from all over. And uh, we expect that to, to happen again.
0: Okay, so flagstick.com, it'll be up there. It will be at, I think, the URL flagstickshootout.com will be able to use that as well. So stay tuned, social yep. media, and now, you know, information will come probably on Sunday night, Registration will probably open Monday morning. That's my plan. So All just right. keep checking it out. Okay, um, Scott, yes, sir. Uh, let's come off the top here with um, somewhat some sad news uh, mm-hmm. in in our in our world. Anyway, I mean there are yeah. there are people that you know won't won't know who we're talking about, and yep. but a lot of people will. Um, we had a passing in the golf media world recently. Um, we lost uh we lost Hutch. Yeah, Hutch. <laughs> you know. Um it's a big one.
1: Call. Yeah, it is a big one. I uh, got a phone call uh on Sunday from uh Grant Fraser who contributes to us on the on the travel side of it, then uh, you know, um, you know, let me know that Ian Hutchison uh had passed away. And, uh, you know, Hutch is somebody I traveled with for, uh, for many, many times, mm-hmm. uh, been all over the place, obviously a constant in the newsroom all over the place, president of Golf News now, uh, longtime uh, journalist, uh, you know, Toronto Sun, uh, World of Women's Golf, 40 plus years as a golf journalist in Canada, you know, really specializing a lot in the industry side of it, but um, also doing a lot on the women's side of the, the game. But, you know, he was a presence always in the media rooms, all over the place. And, uh, you know, so it it was sad, unfortunately, uh, to hear of his passing, you know, not even 70 years old. And, uh, you know, thankfully the last couple days early in this week uh there was a lot of media members that were together for a couple of events that we're going to get to shortly um you know we were able to share a lot of stories uh, oh, and everyone be
0: <laughs> everybody's got a yeah. hot
1: story right yeah. whether it's from playing or in a media room or or a story and um you know i, I just had a a last big conversation with him, uh, probably just about, uh, six weeks ago or so he called me just to verify a fact on a, on a certain story. Uh, he knew I would have some information on should have been a one minute phone call, but we ended up chatting for about an hour, um, yeah. you know, talking about, you know, another grandchild on the way and so forth. So, uh, definitely, definitely saddens, uh, me thankfully at the, uh, RBC Canadian open media day. Um, again, everybody was acknowledging his passing, and and Golf Canada uh, left a seat open uh, for Hutch which was fantastic. right in the front row. And uh, we all knew that even when the first question came up, you know, that was Hutch's question. Uh, he was always there for the early in for a question and, and lots of follow up. So, you know, the fact that a seat was left for him in the front row was super appropriate and uh, you know, we'll miss Hutch and uh, certainly condolences uh, to his family and, and all of his many, many friends uh, both in the uh, golf community and beyond.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I, many, many occasions, uh, to talk with Hutch, mostly for me at the PGA show, uh, and, uh, and at, uh, uh media day or me, at the, um, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies pretty much every year. Uh, there was always lots of, of chitter chatter, um, from a golf perspective, Hutch not not like a scratch golfer or anything like that. But... <laughs> no, he's terrible. He was a terrible golfer, <laughs> but a but, great guy. Uh, <laughs> but that that's part of what made Hutch Hutch too. Exactly. So yeah. you know, it's like if he was a, if he was a great golfer, it might you know, there's another element that you don't you don't get to talk about. But uh, yeah. yeah, I I recall some stories about uh, some bunker play that was a little a little suspect. Um, but we won't go into that. We won't go into that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah rest in peace, Hutch. You'll be, you'll be very missed um, by all of us. Definitely. Um, So um, now the, uh, sorry, Um, the Canadian Open Media Day was, uh, was first, first, uh, first stop. First stop. uh... First stop, because you had kind of a little bit of a a busy start to your week, um, you know, between, you know, events, but the RBC Canadian Open Media Day was sort of your first stop. And um, some interesting things came out of that. Yeah, for uh, sure. should be an exciting event again this year.
1: Yeah, it's at uh, Oakdale Golf and Country Club in, in Toronto. So uh, I was on the road at three thirty on uh, Monday morning uh, to get up there. Life and, of a journalist for that, and uh, you know, as were many others, because a lot, of, obviously, a lot of people were coming in from all different parts of Ontario. Uh, let's just say, not the nicest of weathers, um, but Enough. but that's okay. Uh, great golf club, and and uh, you know, we started off with uh, getting the opportunity to get back out on the golf course, have a look at the preparations, have a look at the infrastructure. Um, amazing as far as seeing, you know, double-decker grandstands around 18, which is a first for for them, Um, just structures all over the place. They're obviously, you know, got a lot of things going on here. Um, It's a 27-hole property, and there's actually uh, activities or, you know, different things going on, at least 25 of the 27 holes. Um, so we had that opportunity and then obviously we had a, uh, a press conference where there's multiple announcements, uh, both from, uh, you know, Brian Crawford, the tournament director, uh, who has some Eastern Ontario ties, played football at Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Lawrence Applebaum, the CEO of golf Canada and Mary DePauly, who's the, uh, vice president and chief marketing officer uh, from RBC. Um, you know, just started out with some fun stuff, obviously talking about, you know, their concert series. We know that, uh, uh previously announced Alanis Morissette, uh, Ottawa's own, uh, it was a headliner for their RBCX music series uh, that they're playing on, on Saturday night. They added the Black Eyed Peas for Friday night, Very and nice. that blends into their whole aspect of creating a an environment and a tournament that is more about everyone and not just hardcore golfers, and having lots of different activations and lots of different things to to to, to introduce golf to people that maybe wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. be around golf, but as a result of it they'll have a positive experience with golf uh and then we started getting to the field announcements which uh were definitely immense uh I know I've got a few in the notes there who who stands out to you already as far as announcements there
0: well i mean it's nice first of all right off the top it's nice to see that uh, that you've got your defending champion coming back
1: yeah in, of course uh, in
0: rory um and i think rory's been in the, had some media attention since the masters for all the wrong reasons. Uh I know they have the rules in place for whatever, but at the end of the day, you know, your your uh your health and well being is the most important thing, whether you know oh yeah, you, three
1: you, whatever. Three you know, million dollars. Didn't didn't need it. Um yeah. So
0: um that I don't care about. Um no, it's just it's just it's just fodder for, for discussion. Yeah. Um love the fact that uh that Fleetwood's coming. Love yeah, the fact that's gonna that be a Matt good one. Patrick is coming. Mm, yeah, um, I, and he I love that. and he and he called into the press
1: conference, uh, which is great. Gave some I love comments. that
0: guy. I, I just uh, I think I kind of fell in love with his personality when I watched the um, the uh, the PGA Tour documentary series on uh, right Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah, um, I think Every, just,
1: everybody said he was like the biggest winner out of that series. Yeah, that everybody. Yeah, I ever yeah, love to that guy. Him. So yeah. to,
0: to see him coming, awesome. Um, mm. always like to see that there's Canadians. Uh, lots going to be in the field stacks. um would love to see a couple more announcements about a couple more canadians a little closer to home that might get an, an invitation i'd love to see that does it yeah. happen or not i don't know we'll hard see. to say um, but I'm excited about that. What about you? You, you? you like? Yeah,
1: I mean, Fitzpatrick was huge. I mean, uh, you know, number six uh, in the world, uh, obviously having some, you know, recent success as well. Uh, enjoyed his presence last year at St. George's. It was his first time playing in, in Canada. Uh, really loved it. Uh, a much more dynamic player than people think. Um, you know, when he back when he won his U.S. amateur, he was more of a plotter, hit it straight sort of guy. He's obviously transformed his game, and uh, and certainly, you know, does a great job with both the fans and the press as well um your usual things Shane, Shane Lowry's great to see in there another yeah, I love that you character. know kind of fun character um as you mentioned uh you know the canadians uh, Mike Weir got his spot in there uh, Ben Silverman who's uh, you know one on the Corn Ferry tour uh, this year two time winner on that tour uh and then Aaron Cockrell, who's uh, you know obviously having a great run of success um on the DP World Tour Uh, he almost won earlier this year and he's going to be back for his second one. And then your, your usual suspects, as far as all the Canadians, you know, the Mackenzie uses the Corey Connors, the Michael The you know, it's great to see all those players are going to be in the field. So there's going to be a lot for people to, to watch. Mm -hmm. It's a difficult time in the schedule, just with the U S open afterwards. um, A lot of designated events around there. Uh, and you know Fitzpatrick has asked about that he knows it's going to be a hard run for a number of weeks um but let's just say at, at Oakdale there'll definitely be uh, a lot of things going on a lot of energy and uh, i've got an interview with uh, Lawrence Applebaum, CEO yeah, well, uh, of yeah. Golf Canada, that we'll, we'll play in upcoming weeks. Uh, we sat down for a podcast interview to talk about the uh, excitement and interest around uh, the 2023 uh, RBC Canadian Open. So uh, you can get more details uh, when we publish that.
0: Okay, so now when once we get a little bit closer to the actual RBC Canadian Open and more announcements happen, then we'll talk yeah. more about the golf course and what we like oh, or sure. don't like yeah. about this particular venue. And yeah. how it differs from when they have it at Glen Abbey, and so on and so forth. So, but we'll get into that. Um, just want to push through so that we can get this in before we have to take a yeah. break. But the Ontario Golf Hall of Fame was a second stop <laughs> yeah, on the uh, Scott McCloud uh, Media Event Tour, <laughs> um, and uh, I mean it's a it's a it's a a regular thing for uh, for usually for both of us. I haven't gone uh, since last you year. Were, you were inducted, <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't I hadn't gone that much before that either, yeah. but. Um, but uh, some inductions that uh, no surprise uh, on if, mm-hmm. on some of these. Um, I, I must admit, a couple of these, I don't really know that well. Uh-huh. But uh, yep. why don't we just uh, quickly point out, uh, who was inducted yeah. and what for, and then uh and and point them to the website for more information on that too.
1: Yeah. So uh Gary McKay, who obviously most people know as a journalist, but he actually went in the builder category, not only from a media side of it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, 40 years ago he helped start the Hamilton Halton Junior Tour. He's been involved with lots of different things outside of just uh you know golf and golf media. So he went into the hall, deservedly so he's a former Lauren Rubenstein Media Award winner. Uh Bob Bocheman who I got to play with on Monday who is an absolute nice. delight. Um the former commissioner of the Canadian Tour, um, you know, longtime teacher at Oakdale for the last 24 plus years. Um, not only that, you know, he did ascend and play on the PGA tour, uh, won multiple tournaments over the years. Uh, he got in what a gracious gentleman, uh, beautiful player and just a kind, kind man. And then Audrey Bendrick, uh, Bendrick, uh, Bendick Aikens, uh, unfortunately went in posthumously. She did find out before she passed away this past November that she was going in the hall of fame. Unfortunately, she had battled cancer for a number of years, but her daughter Jada did a great job with her speech. Um, uh, Incredible player uh, during her career. I mean, she won the Canadian Junior Girls at age 13 and won it again at 15, really? went on to an esteemed career at Oklahoma, great educator as far as high school, um, you know, had a master's in education, uh, did play the Symmetra Tour back in the day, which, you know, the precursor to the LPJ Tour, uh, was a teaching professional for a time as well. And then uh good friend, Rick Young, uh, followed Yurker. my first steps, actually, which is kind of funny because, you know, we're such a two uh, equipment geek guys, right? Yes, he mentioned, actually, he mentioned in his speech, uh, Rick deservedly so won the Lauren Rubenstein Media Award. And I'll say he should have won this before me. But part of the issue is that Rick serves on a number of the different committees, obviously pushed it off, pushed it off, mm-hmm. pushed it off. Uh, an amazing career always such a gentleman you know you know that as well as I mm-hmm. uh, he had a great speech and you know it was a good room it, it was uh, 120 plus people were there uh, from you know all the different hall of famers industry people uh, it, it was an incredible room uh, it was nice to have everybody back together again for this ceremony uh, and it was a good night and it was worth uh, arriving back home at close to midnight on Tuesday night <laughs> after a 43 hours of uh wild craziness but uh yeah it was good stuff
0: cool all right well i'm i'm sorry i missed it i'm glad that you got there i'm happy for all those that were
1: uh (laughs) all all
0: good friends so i I mean especially you know gary and 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 younger getting getting in i mean that's that's outstanding um i don't think you missed the golf in in kind of
1: one two degree (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not upset that
0: i missed the golf at all (laughs) unfortunately i'm still still dealing with the shoulder issue though i must say it is it is 10 times better than it was so it shouldn't be long now maybe another week or two before i'm golfing which given the way the weather's been i haven't really missed a whole lot no exactly if you're gonna get hurt get hurt now right that's that's how they say it um okay so uh great stuff in the front nine uh this week um we're going to uh we're going to take a break and uh, and when we come back, we're going to uh, have your interview with Sam McPhail, uh, the executive director of Golf PEI. That should be a really cool one. Been looking forward to to hearing Ooh. it. Haven't, everything happened so quickly that I haven't actually haven't heard the interview myself yet since you sent nice. it to me. So I'm kind of flying blind here myself, but uh, um, yeah, I'll get a solid. chance to uh, I'll get a chance to listen to it and and uh, and watch it, and I'm sure it's really good. But we do have to get out, take a quick break, pay some bills. Um we will be right back. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Scott McLeod and Jeff Potter.
1: That's far.
0: So much forgiveness. Wait,
1: did you say forgiveness like far? Or forgiveness like forgiveness? Forgiveness. For Forgiveness. Far forgiveness. For. Forgiveness. For. Forgiveness. forgiveness. I'm hearing far. Forgiveness. Like forgiveness. Forgiveness? Forgiveness. I'm still hearing far, but Whatever. Introducing Stealth 2 with more carbon for more
0: forgiveness. Forgiveness. Just hit it. All right. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> I was instructed that I was a little too far away from the microphone at some On point. So, so I'm On trying occasion. to. Um, is this like the. No, no. <laughs> ASMR stuff. I don't want to <laughs> do that. No, you can like crumple so up paper and make a, make noises and stuff like that. But
1: okay. oh, please don't. All right,
0: we're back. I'm back. Scott's back. I'm closer to the mic. You can hear me now. That should make everybody a whole lot happier. Oh, um, all right. We got some back nine to jump into. We got this interview that you did with uh, Sam McPhail of Golf BI. So let's jump right into our back nine. Presented by Greensmere Golf and Country Club. Save forty percent on all daily green fees with. Flex Pass, which includes now a six-day advance booking for only $425 plus tax. Visit greensmere.com for more information. All right, Scott, set up this interview because we love we mm-hmm. love Sam. We love Go- yeah. we love PEI, yeah. uh, and we've been wanting to get this done for a bit. For a while. And finally, you were able to fit it into the schedule and into his schedule and make it happen. So uh, let's set this interview up before we jump into it.
1: Yeah, Sam McPhail, uh, as we said, the executive director of Golf PEI, uh, had a chance to, uh, he's only been in the job for coming up to a year, as we'll mention in the interview, um, had a chance to sit down with him last year in PEI and have a chat about different things. And, you know, we've been talking all winter of saying, hey, let's get together, do something for the podcast. Finally was able to do it. So um, one of the things is that, you know, We got into talking about, you know, not only what golf PEI does for their area and so forth, but uh, some different things about PEI that people don't always consider. Uh, They certainly see. Uh, certain things they have impressions of certain things as you'll know you know <clears throat> you probably had a certain impression of, of Prince Edward Island before you went there um, but after but after you get there and you get to see uh what what it's all about and experience it there's other things uh, that will attract you back uh, to the province so uh, you know Sam broke it down for us talked a little bit too about um, you know the effects of things like hurricane Fiona in the fall uh, projections of where they're headed this year exciting things that they have happening with their association and i think everybody will enjoy this interview
0: all right well then let's get right to it here's uh, scott mcleod with uh, sam mcphail the executive director of golf pei take a listen all right welcome back to the flagstick
1: podcast got a special guest today somebody uh you know i've sat down with before just took over the role last year last year i guess it was of the executive director for golf pei uh sam mcphail welcome to the flagstick podcast
2: Thanks for having me, Scott. Yeah, it's actually, it'll be a year, May 16th. So two more weeks to go.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, You know, I should preface a little bit off the start. I'm always a little bit biased when we're talking about Prince Edward Island. Both sides of my family have been there for a couple hundred years. So if anybody hears things in here that are, you know, super extra glowing, it's not because of the 200 years, it's because it's a really cool place to, to go and hang out and not only for golf and a lot of other things. Um, before we get going here, some people may not be familiar with Prince Edward Island, which, you know, doesn't even uh, click in my mind that, that that's even possible. But why don't you describe sort of uh, where you're at and then a little bit about the association and, and what it's about?
2: Sure. So Prince Edward Island uh, has the most golf courses per capita, statistically speaking. Um, We have over 25 facilities, 18 of which are members of our organization, Golf Prince Edward Island. And what Golf Prince Edward Island is, a golf PEI, is uh, a not-for-profit group, which is essentially owned by the golf courses. So my bosses are golf operators and owners, um, per se. So what we do is essentially we act as the marketing wing for all courses on Prince Edward Island. Um, We book, you know, stay-and-play packages. We do digital marketing. We do, you know, media buys, et cetera, um, and that's just to promote Gulf Prince around Island as a destination, um, not a specific course per se, but it's to kind of benefit all courses and bring bring non residents um, from all over the world uh, to PEI to play play on our courses.
1: And for those people that don't know, Prince Edward Island is located on the uh, Atlantic coast of of Canada. Uh, A lot of people have been there over the years from a tourism perspective. It's a huge industry for the province. But, uh, you know, golf tourism really started to come into its own there. Uh, I'll call it the last 40 years, um, where it started to really ramp up. And a lot of people now are not only going there for, you know, vacations with their family, although they can combine golf in there as well, but, uh, you know, specific golf trips and, you know, what have you seen in your lifetime? Because you're a golfer, uh, although, you know, you're a little younger than maybe me, for example, but what have you seen the difference in your lifetime as far as how people are coming to PEI and treating PEI as a golf destination?
2: Right. So yeah, for age factor, I was born the same month the bridge opened uh, 1997. <laughs> oh my. Um, so I think what really happened is the province took a stand in the 70s and built some courses, the provincial government. Um, and that kind of, you know, started to blossom. And then in the 90s, they really went all in. Um, and you know, that's when Crowbush was developed, which many would know, Dundrave expansions to other courses. But from what, what happened there was there was a competitive factor. Um, and then the private sector got in. So that's most of Prince of Orleans golf courses were actually built after two, like 2000 onward. Um, so a lot of them are celebrating their 20th and 25 years, the last, last number of years or this year included. I know Anderson's Creek, for example, just is celebrating their 20th year. Um, but I think, so the province kind of took a stand and let's grow golf tourism. The private sector followed. Um, yes, there were some tough years kind of after the boom and it may be, around the financial crisis in 2007, 2008 onward. Um, but even pre-pandemic in Prince of Rhode Island, it was a constant uptick. So like, let's say 2014 onward, every year it was getting slightly better. We were seeing a few more golf tours, a few more people getting involved. And then the pandemic has re- really caused, you know, a global boom in golf, but PEI felt it especially because we only have so many courses. Um, so they, they had to play somewhere. Um, and I think that's really what's, it, it's, it's re- encouraging to see that golf tourism has grown this much. Um, and it's not to say that every course gets the same amount of tourist tourist bookings per se, but it's kind of Harry Simmons, who was one of the founders of Golf Prince of Rhode Island, um, was quoted, a, always said that, that that a rising tide raises all boats. And that's kind of the idea. Yes, if one course is full, it, they trickle down to other courses. Um, so uh, back on the golf Tourism, like it, it's just very encouraging to see. Um, and what Golf PEI has done is kind of grown this golfer database that we can retain a lot of these golfers um, and vacationers for years to come. Um, that's certainly my goal is to, keep growing that and expand upon it and kind of, you know, keep sustain the boom as long as we can.
1: Yeah. And I think there's one point in there that you said, that's really important. It's the people that, um, not only come once they return and come again. And, you know, we talk to people all the time that are, you know, getting ready to make their first trip, but we also have people that are talking about making their 10th trip and, you know, they're not bored with the facilities or, you know, the destination, why don't you address a little bit about the variances, uh, as far as the golf courses, you've got a lot of variety for all different levels of golfers.
2: Certainly. Um, and I think I don't want to call them off the beaten path, but some certainly are like they're in nooks and crannies in Prince Edward Island. But I think it's, it's kind of like, uh, your first drugs free. I don't want to say it like that, but once you get there and once you get there and play it, you realize what have, why have I been missing this for so long? Yeah. Um. There's, there's several courses like that, that you just kind of need the nudge to go to because they aren't next to a resort. They aren't next to, you know, a touristy area of Prince around like Cavendish maybe. But once you get there, you realize, uh, okay, I've been missing something. Like these courses are all equal, uh, equal and top notch to all the other courses I've played that are kind of the the marketing figures. Um, so yeah, there, there's certainly a lot of variety, um, whether it's like family courses, nine holes, um, you know, closer to campgrounds, better for kids. Or if you want to, you know, there's some facilities that are, have, uh, like for example, Rudinelle Dunderave has 36 holes on site. So if you want to play a 36 hole round easy, and I think because they're, everything's so close in Prince Edward Island, you can go play any courses at any time. So if you want to start in Cavendish at 7am in the morning, have lunch in town and then go play, you know, somewhere down East or, uh, in Southern, uh, the South shore. It's, it's very easy to do so.
1: And you can still mix in a, you know, a meal, a beach trip, uh, just about anything else, because, you know, like you said, location-wise, everything's really, really close. So you can fill up your day and not have to just, okay, it's just a golf day. We can only fit in that because we have to go way out there. We can't fit in the other things that we want to do as well, which obviously gives it uh, great advantages for sure.
2: And that's why Prince Edward Island is so unique in terms of a golf destination, because yes, once you get here, it's a golf destination. But a lot of places that are strictly golf trips, all you can really do is be on that resort, you know, play those golf courses. When you're on Prince Edward Island, if you have a a rental car or you bring your own car or whatever, or taxi, whatever, you can, you know, stay in downtown Charlottetown, go to Cavendish, which is a half hour away, you know, come back, go to the beach, do whatever, go out at night. And then the next morning, half hour north is, or sorry, uh, northeast is uh, to Crowbush or to wherever else. So I, at golf shows and at different places, I always say everything's a half hour away. Um, <laughs> it might not be, you know, a half hour each way, but wherever your central location is, if you go northeast, west, south, you're, you're usually within a half hour able to find either a golf course, uh, a restaurant or beach or another type of entertainment.
1: Yeah, I think uh, some guys were surprised there when they were there for, a, you know, a Canadian tour event over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, guys were like, hey, I had breakfast in town in the morning. I went to the golf course, played my round of golf, and then we went and watched the sunset, the beach at night. Uh, Like you said, it's not really isolated and so forth. Um, I guess we should touch on a little bit. Um, Hurricane Fiona obviously uh, had an impact on the island, but... But, you know, from what I'm seeing, uh, talking to superintendents, talking to people at golf course operators, everything's rebounding really, really well. There's actually some distinct new features at some of the golf courses, because obviously they've had to deal with, you know, trees and stuff going down. Why don't you tell us about that, uh, recovery, maybe a little bit from your perspective and, you know, is it having any impact at all as far as people booking or anything like that?
2: Sure. I I did. So actually I did an interview with CBC last week, kind of on the same uh, topic, just to kind of, you know, what, what's going to happen. Um. And I, I'll tell it, tell it like this. So the initial sticker shock of, you know, the next day, September 24th, waking up and seeing all this damage, a pro shop gone, in Stanhope's Hope's case, um, you know, trees down everywhere. Basically you see a, you see price tags and say, Oh my goodness, how are we going to do this? Um, but, you know, Islanders have proven time and time again um, that they're resilient. They're willing to put the work in to get the job done. And there's a definite sense of pride in making sure your product is the best thing possible. So yes, it was a rough, you know, couple of weeks, but, Within two weeks, 14 of our 18 courses were back open. So, I mean, like that's unheard of in a lot of places for okay, two weeks. Usually it's now we're closed for the season. We're going to try again next year. Um, so, the ones that didn't open, though, worked diligently throughout the winter and now are, are, are more than ready to open up um, for summer 20 or spring and summer 2023. Um, and what, what I always say too is like it, it forces courses to take a look at the layout um, now that there's not a lot of trees and how can we maybe change it and make it more prayer, player friendly now that it's a forced change. Um, and what I mean by that is instead of, you know, looking down the T on a, like with my, uh, I'll call it a, a fade, but it's really a slice <laughs> looking down the right. And there's, you know, a hundred, a row of a hundred trees. Now those, a lot of those aren't there anymore. Um, so what courses are doing and in a lot of cases are going to, uh, either plant trees or grow up fescue as well. So, I mean, in, in June and July, before the grass really grows up or the fescue really goes up, you might have a little more player friendly. Um, but no, I think it's an opportunity. There's always opportunity in disaster. And this is an opportunity. It's a forced one, but it is an opportunity to look at layouts, look at how, you know, golfers might see a course, uh, see things done. Maybe that bunker didn't need to be there. Uh, Okay, well, if these trees are all coming down, let's fill in the bunker too. So there's opportunity like that. Um, And it's all about keeping, like I talked about earlier, retaining the golfers that have come through the boom um, and making it more player-friendly. So, you know, they're not frustrated because they shot a 10 on that hole because of that stupid tree and that bunker right in front of the green. Now there's an opportunity to make it a little more player-friendly um and keep them interested longer.
1: Now I know you'd like to retain people for, you know, a month if they came down there and stayed or whatever. You know, kind of what's the average for a person to come down there and, you know, for an itinerary side of things is a couple of days, five days, week, uh, two weeks. So what's sort of the average and and kind of what's the recommendation if somebody's never been there before?
2: So our average, um, last year's average, I think, was four point three five nights. So let's say four between four and five nights is kind of your average if you're coming from elsewhere. Um, And that differs because in the start of the season, there might be a long weekend trip versus in the summer. It's a week long trip kind of thing, um, depending on where you're from and where where you want to stay. Um, Usually what I recommend um, is minimum three nights and that way you can get four rounds. And so the day you get here, you get around. Um, You don't have to play every day, but that's usually because everything's so close and because rounds are, you know, between four and five hours, wherever you play, uh, depending on the course Um, you're able to do a lot in those days. So, um you, you'll see a lot of people too if they do want to do it more of a full of full vacation whether it's a family vacation or a couple's kind of retreat maybe they'll stay six or seven days and only play four times and then those other days are are uh just for doing um uh, different entertainment or activities um so usually what we see is the four night uh three, or sorry three night four rounds kind of thing four night uh, five rounds um but in terms of costs like uh, and you, you've hammered home on it a hundred times of how in, in p- the past time we talked, the value you get for a golf round and Prince around our highest uh, green fee rate is $140 peak season. Um, everything else is, you know, on that's one course. So the rest would be, you know, between 80, let's say between 70 and 120, depending on where you go. Um, you can't find that value pretty much anywhere else in Canada. And what really shocks people, although Islanders and locals might disagree is membership rates. So let's say you did want to come for a month, you can get a full membership for a six month period at most courses for any like between a thousand and two thousand dollars, depending on the course, depending on the, the uh, amount of golf you want to play. That's unheard of in what we call Upper Canada. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. people that people don't realize that. Um, and yes, rates have gone up, but that's they've gone up everywhere. The cost of living everywhere has gone up, so it's 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 only only necessary. But again, the value and the proximity is what I really hammer home when trying to sell golf in Prince Edward Island because you can't beat it. it you, you, you can get everywhere very easily and you don't have to, you know, break your bank uh, doing it. So, or you can save more money for beer and lobster. Like I like to do. <laughs> there you go. Um,
1: you mentioned in there, you talked about uh, couples for an example. Um, one cool part about the destination and, you know, you know, talk about maybe a, you know, a guy's trip or a girl's trip or whatever the case, there's a lot of options for just about everything, whether
2: it's family, couples, group i mean there's options there right definitely and we kind of got out of the specific packaging what we do now is customized packaging so there's a personal effect to it too like when you deal with us when you deal with our golf travel specialist it's a personalized experience it's not you're not a cookie cutter click this box and book here and the main reason we did this is because a lot of accommodations availability so we couldn't guarantee that specific you know room that that week however we can do a customized one and find you a room in your general area you want to stay do you want to stay in a cottage do you want to stay at a resort do you uh-huh. want to stay at a bnb a hotel um, where do you want to play do you want to play in north shore do you want to play down east do you want to play west do you want to play more central um, that way it's it's fully personalized and tailored um, you and you give us your budget and the date range you want to come and within usually within 72 hours it's a little slower now because we have the demand but usually within 72 hours we'll have a quote and you can go from there you can take that to your the couples that you want to go with or your buddy's trip or your, you know, bachelor party or your ladies trip. Um, and you can go and say, here's what I was given for X, Y, Z. What if we want to change one thing? Great. We can do that. We'll fire it back to you. So really like the, 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 the staff we have here are top notch too. And that really helps. They've been here a lot longer than I have put <laughs> it that way. Um, so it, it's all a lot of, and we talked about our repeat customers. A lot of people just keep coming back and dealing with golf PI for their vacation because they know it's, I dealt with Stephanie. I dealt with Jennifer. Exactly, yeah. I am dealing with Janelle great uh here's what i want to do exact same as last year but add two more courses awesome and they it, it takes away the headache yeah. um it really does I, and was I think because that... we have we, sorry because we have the centralized you know all of our courses in one central area it makes it way easier yes you might be able to you know nickel and dime pro at a golf course and get a five dollars off your round but the work you have to do that versus going to one central area is probably not worth your time <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty convenient. And I always thought that was brilliant when uh, Tourism PEI started that campaign as well, when it was like, here's the number, call Jim, you know, or whatever the case may be. And and really, it does, I mean, people laugh, but it really does come down to that. As you said, you've got long-term people in the office that know, they know the area, they know everything that goes on. And when people have questions and recommendations outside of the golf, they can do that as well. Um, let's take that, uh, road a little bit here, you know, people, when they, th- they think about PEI and I'll just go from my 53 years of experience of being around the Island, but, uh, you know, people obviously talk about lobsters, beach, you know, golf, that sort of thing. What are the other things that people don't know that maybe they're surprised by when they come to Prince Edward Island? I know what I have in my mind, but what is it that you share with your customers?
2: Uh, arts and culture is a big one. Um, so for example, like the Confederation Center of the Arts downtown and there's a ton of playhouses. There's probably, I could name probably 10 different playhouses around the Island. It's just, it's just an alternative entertainment. Like if you want to go see a play or a music series or com- comedians are a lot more popular. Now Uh, we have the venues to do it and there's constant shows all summer long. So, you know, w- what's better than golfing in the morning, maybe walk on the beach after lunch, uh, have a nice dinner, have a few drinks downtown, and then walk and do a play and that's your night. Like, I don't see how you can make that any better. You get a couple chuckles and you get to, you know, watch or experience some PEI arts and culture. Um, uh, we talked on food. So we are considered Canada's food island and that's kind of the branding the province has gone with. Um, so that's all across everything from, you know, seafood is large, uh, oysters, mussels, lobster, also beef. Um, there's, there's, you know, within the downtown core and all across Prince Edward Island, there's uh, it's we probably have, you know, you could argue we have too many restaurants in a lot of cases, but they all do so well, so that's why yeah. they're open year round. And there's a different vibe now because people are going out more in the winter, um, and then in the summer is packed with you know tourism and people getting out and about. But we are really Canada's food island, and there's so many options. Um, and then on the seafood aspect of it, like deep sea fishing is an experience. Uh, you know, you can charter you know private t- t- tuna fishing if you wanted, like, there's different options that way, like boat tours, um, if you like the water another thing we're doing is a cool partnership too is with it's called confederation uh, bike rentals and essentially it's like if you want to tack on an extra uh, t- tack on an extra extra day to your trip um we confederation bike rentals can rent you a bicycle or an e-bike whatever and you can do the whole trail down by st peter's bay um just c- kind of cool unique different things that you you don't, wouldn't think about unless it was offered right in front of you
1: Yeah, I mean, people don't realize that, you know, the former railway uh, trail line across the island, people can go from tip to tip uh, on a bike if they want or just take in parts of it. So you're right. That's not something really people uh, expect. And to let people know it's not perfectly flat. This, it's not a sandbar. So uh, for the people that I've talked to over the years with that you know maybe they have a mountain bike or something like that, don't worry. There's actually elevation. And we saw that even again, emphasized with the Canada Games there this past winter. And people realized they're like, wow, there's skiing? Uh, yeah, there's actually <laughs> skiing in PEI. Um, quickly, like you said, you've got a very centralized way for people to reach out to you guys. What's the best way, obviously, then for, for people to book a vacation if they want to go to Gulf PEI?
2: The quickest way on our, like golfpi.ca, right in the top right corner, vacation quote, click on that. Like I, like I said earlier, um, fill in when you want to come, you know, expected price point, where you want to play. And if you don't know where you want to play and don't know where you want to stay, we can suggest things too. Just put like suggestion required, um, put in the comments and you know, again, someone will be in touch very quickly. Um, on our website, we have features of all of our courses, but um, to give you a taste of what is in store if you were to come is like we have course flyovers for every single one of the courses uh beautiful imagery beautiful photography we're constantly updating our our, uh, digital assets um whether it be photo or video um any more recommendations on what to do in pei uh there's there's a ton of stuff on our website but vacation quote um is the quickest way to get in touch with us
1: Perfect. That's awesome. And I know if people get there uh, and they need some advice, just knock on a door and ask people. Everybody's friendly. They will always take care of you that way. Uh, Thanks, Sam. Really appreciate it. Uh, Looking forward to getting back to the island and seeing you this summer and and love your support. Thank you for supporting the podcast as well. Uh, We've enjoyed that partnership and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more stories from more people who make the trip down to PEI.
2: Certainly. And uh, if you are speaking of knocking doors, one ninety three Mina Jane drive Charlottetown PEI, our door is always open Gulf PEI retail store. Um, and yeah, happy to have you. Thanks for everything, Scott.
1: Awesome. Take
0: care. We'll see you soon. Well, Scott McLeod, you weren't lying. <laughs> there you go. Lots You're an honest guy. That saying. was, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. I hope Sounds hopefully great. some people uh, like people learned a little bit more, beyond just oh they have this golf course this golf course mm-hmm. this golf course right you know airplanes don't land on the main strip uh in the middle of the street <laughs> I, I sorry i joke because that was always my joke with you yeah <laughs> oh, i was that the that the island is so small that the airport actually is the the main highway that runs down the you know but it isn't and i knew that but it was always my joke because like they turned the lights on and all that you know whatever yeah 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 yeah. all the all
1: the stereotypes for small
0: town places joke joke, ha ha that said yeah it's an awesome place um it's an awesome place
1: Yeah, And and one of the biggest things, uh, you know, I think people can take away from that is that um, when it comes to tourism, Prince Edward Island has got a lot of things figured out uh, and they do it and do it well. Uh, And as Sam said at the end, you know, it's the personal touches that make the difference. And the fact that, you know, when you're planning a vacation and going down there, you talk to people, um, you know, even though you're putting in quotes and they get back to you you know, you can lay out exactly what you want to do and they'll find you what you want mm-hmm. to, you know, complete your vacation and fit it in the way that you want. So, um, great job to them. Kudos to, to Sam, you know, great young guy in the, in the, uh, in the industry, you know, Mark McLean was legendary in the, in the role previously. Um, but Sam is, is doing a great job as well. Uh, just brings a whole young, uh, fresh excitement um, yeah. to golf and golf tourism, which is great to see. We need more young people like him that are invested in the future of golf and the golf tourism industry to really make things really hum here in Canada.
0: Exactly. So, And we're very happy and proud to uh, have, have had a partnership with Golf PEI for a while. and yeah. And we continue to see that partnership grow to the point where, yes, there are discussions mm-hmm. that we have about putting together a uh, a golf PEI, call it flagstick.com road trip. Uh, So uh, you never know. You never never know. know. I can't say it's going to happen this year because it's not likely, but um, there's a lot on our plate as it is. But 2024, maybe. There you go. Maybe.
2: You know, we like
0: doing stuff like this. Anyway. All right. I digress. Awesome. Uh, Great show, Scott McLeod. Thanks for spending some time with me again. Always good. Um, Wide awake. <laughs> and we're glad that you were able to spend some time yeah, with definitely. us. Once again, uh, thanks to our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, and of course, TaylorMade with Stealth. They have pushed past the limits of titanium and introduced the world to the carbon wood age. How far are they willing to take it way past far and into forgiveness. Introducing the all-new Stealth 2+, Plus, combining the elements of speed and forgiveness to unlock that forgiveness. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Glad you're listening. Glad you're paying attention and watching. Um, Be sure to follow us across all our social media networks, as always, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, Subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And do not forget, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Like us. Click the notification bell. Make sure that you never miss a single episode of this podcast or anything else that we post on that YouTube page because stuff goes up there all the time. Contests coming. Get over to Flagstick.com for even more amazing golf content delivered every single day. Uh, We always appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I am, as always, Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. And always remember, go for the stick.